Hello, everyone. This is Nikki Bruno with the Epic Comeback Podcast, where warrior women who've gone through absolute caca give you advice on how to get to the other side of yours. Today, I am privileged to have with me my guest, Michelle Frank. I'm so happy to have you with me today. Your story is amazing, and I can't wait to share it with, with everyone. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Hooray! So let's get right into it, Michelle. I would like to give you the mic to introduce yourself to everyone briefly. Let us know who you are and where you're from and what's, what's keeping you busy these days. So my name is Michelle Frank, and um, I was actually born in Santa Barbara, and I've just progressed my way up the coast to be officially a resident of the Pacific Northwest in Olympia, Washington. Uh, I am an intuitive. It has been just born out of my life experience. So I interpret energy, basically. I, I observe energy and have learned a unique way of interpreting it that has proven to be very uh, useful. <laughs> so I do readings and also provide counseling through that medium. Um, I have three small children. Isis is seven, Phoenix is five, and Atlas is almost three here in a couple of weeks and they are just bundles of joy and enthusiastic energy you may hear them in the background hopefully not but you may <laughs> isis phoenix and atlas yeah i am obsessed with names my former husband and i spent about five years talking about names for our future children and one of the names that was right near the top of the list for boys was Atlas. I love that you have a child named Atlas. Yes, it's Atlas Hyperion. Oh my gosh. I mean, all three of those names. Incredible. Thank you. Wow. We could, I could talk to you about that for an hour. <laughs> and what you do for a living is you interpret energy. I could also talk about that for an hour because I don't really know what that means and I'm fascinated to know. So I hope we have a little time for me to ask you that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would really be awesome. So I'm going to fit that in somewhere. All right. But what I'm going to ask you now um, is I'm now going to ask <clears throat> about your epic comeback and actually about what what was the caca that precipitated it? This podcast, every guest that I have on here is someone who's gone through one or more life-shattering experiences. So Michelle, what did you go through and what was the worst part? So the first thing I overcame was complex PTSD. And that was back in 2010. So, but thing, I walked out of the grocery store on January 1st of 2018 and I thought to myself, it was a beautiful sunset, all these magical colors. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm really proud of myself. I have not engaged in any trauma. Like there's been no real trauma in my life. This is really amazing. I was driving home, just 10 minutes from home. And I pull up at the stoplight and I witness a head-on collision between an SUV and a motorcycle. Jeffrey was the man's name, and he died on impact. 
and I watched his soul leave his body and I'm in my car screaming like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm holding you please just hang on it's gonna be okay I'm right here and my newborn is in the back seat and he's walked with me for about three months as he transitioned to the other side and spirit came to me and said this is a precursor just to remind you that you have the strength and the ability to tolerate and to walk through fire. And I was like, but I didn't want any more. <laughs> I don't want any more. Uh, then July 4th, my mom, uh, she was in her 70s, fell and broke her hip, required surgery, new hip. I went down with my three little ones and brought my mom out of the convalescent hospital and brought her home, realizing after spending a couple of days with my dad that he was dying like fast and hard. He was still working 40 hours a week as a taxi driver. Um, and I convinced him to go to the doctor. He was emergency rushed to the big hospital outside of town. He was diagnosed with complete renal failure three forms of cancer. And so I stayed with my parents till my dad was released from the hospital. And that was July 27, 28. I made it home to Washington by August 3rd, 2nd, 2nd. And um, we were preparing to celebrate my little one's first birthday. And I was going to pick up my 22 year old son and I called him up just like I did all the time and I said hey wake up wake up you know I'm coming to pick you up and I'm walking out of the store just like I did January 1st and he called me up and he says mom I'm too drunk to come and at first I got mad because, you know, you know, it's your little brother's birthday. He, you know how important you are to these kids. Can you just show up? Mm -hmm. And I it's okay. And then I'm pushing the cart. And I can remember the vibration in my hand going across the parking lot. And realizing that this was not a normal call. This was, he was saying goodbye. And... I get to the car, it was 17 minutes long, the call was, and I put the kids in their car seat and I'm trying to tell him that we need you. We need you to stay here with us. You're so important. You're so lucky. He says, mom, I know I'm loved. I know you love me. I know the kids love me and I know they need me, but God's watching over me. I tried this last week and I had the wrong bullets, mom. I just drank a fifth of tequila. I'm not going to feel anything. And I said, you know, we can get through this. We can, I will come and hold you. You're just like one of my babies. You are my baby. And he broke down into tears and he was sobbing. And he says, that's all I needed to know. That's all I needed, mom. And I did something that I shouldn't have done. I hung up the phone. I didn't want to believe that it was happening. I called my husband, 
I called my best friend who's also like his mom and nobody answered and I don't have any. That's okay. That's how it needed to be. Um, and I was literally five minutes from his house. I hopped in my truck and I drove to his house. And as they pulled up, I heard a loud pop. And I heard the downstairs neighbors in the apartment just below his saying, what was that? Well, that was Caden leaving. And um, so that was August 18th, or August 19th of 2018. Um, and then my parents um, went downhill. And then nine months later, my mom succumbed to lung cancer and COPD and passed away. And then nine months after that, um, my dad died of cancer. And in the midst of that, I had had two miscarriages. And as a result of that, I had developed um, pelvic inflammatory disease. And I ended up spending New Year's of 2020, this year, in the hospital on IV antibiotics for um, sepsis. And I had a lot of time to think and reflect. Um, it's been a long road. <laughs> That's a really long road. And Michelle, when you were talking about complex PTSD, mm -hmm. I, I want to clarify and recovering from that. You said healing from that, I believe. Yes. Yes. Is, is, that, the mo is that the most kind of recent moment in, the, in your story? No. In, okay, so... I had complete recovery from PTSD, complex PTSD, back in 2010, 2012, excuse me. And then everything that you're describing happened years later. That happened, began January 1st of 2018. Of 2018, right. Oh my goodness gracious. So what that sounds to me like is that you have complete recovery from multiple instances or cumulative instances of trauma. And then you've got, it sounds like if it was to maybe a five year or so break from trauma. Mm -hmm. And then the storm comes again. Yeah. And however, I have not engaged in any of the PTSD symptoms that I experienced, mm -hmm. complex PTSD. Yeah, incredible, incredible. And I mean, gosh, speaking of epic comebacks, what, I mean, when I say just that phrase, what comes to mind for you in terms of where you are now? 
Well, in all honesty, um, it's it's something that I struggle with understanding every day. Like that that what I did is something that not is not entirely common. <laughs> no, I mean most people don't necessarily reach a level of recovery that I have. Um, one of my missions in life is to make sure that that women know it is possible. Yeah. And what would you say to women who are, who are going through, I mean, even going through one of the types of trauma that you have gone through and that you were going through, you know, one after the other, what would you say to, to people who are going through that kind of crisis and that kind of absolute life shattering, those types of life shattering experiences on, on how to get to that other side? I think that, that, you know, when, when the son, when the police came out and told me that my son had died, I, I fell on the ground in shock. I had my sister on the phone. So my sister was like in the palm of my hand, right? And I fell on my knees and I watched myself dissociate, come up above my body. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, so this this is one of those times where you don't get to change the course of things mm. we need to look at i need to look at what's real right now and i need to know that all of these emotions going through me are not me they're the result of what is moving through me and it's powerful and it's huge and i'm still me and it's going to take some time for all of this to wash through. And I'm okay with that. And in that moment, I knew that there would be days when I was overwhelmed by my grief. And all of the regret and the guilt and all of the survivor, all those things that come up. And I was still going to be me. And the emotions were just going to be something that washed through me. And what would you say, I mean, that is, that is a, I would describe that experience that you had as not an experience probably that most people would have, especially if they're experiencing even close to that sort of trauma for the first time. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering also how how you might advise or even comfort someone who perhaps doesn't have the same level of wisdom or enlightenment or experience with trauma as you do. One of the keys to my initial recovery was having a therapist that was fully trained in trauma therapy. Mm. So I utilized um, EMDR was, was a major breakthrough for me um, because neurologically, when we repeat the story through chalk therapy, we simply reinforce those trauma pathways. Yep. And I recognized this after years of talk therapy. I'm like, this isn't helping. Yeah. So my advice would be to find a therapist that is really aware of what trauma does to the body, mm -hmm. psyche, 
on all levels, but also has a spiritual component to it. What ended up being the, the real healing piece for me was working with a therapist called, his name is Dr. Stephen Fenwick. And he utilizes uh, dynamic energetic healing as his modality. And we developed a trusting, very deep trust because my trauma responses, I was geared toward self-preservation. And that self-preservation meant that I would lie to myself if it meant that I could avoid the pain. Hmm. so I had to have this very gradual buildup of increasing courage to face the pain and know that it wasn't going to kill me I'm, I'm really glad Michelle that that this is a message we're sending out right now through um, through this podcast because a lot of people don't know what complex PTSD is. A lot of therapists don't, haven't studied it mm -hmm. and misdiagnose. Mm -hmm. My understanding is that there's often a misdiagnosis of something, of a misdiagnosis commonly borderline personality disorder when what is actually going on is complex PTSD. I am not a licensed mental health professional, but I know several and, um, and, when I, when I heard about complex PTSD, it really brought into understanding um, the experiences of some, some people in my life. Um, it's not something that I've gone through myself but, um, or been diagnosed with myself. But I think it's so important for people to know that not all therapists specialize in trauma. Not, I used to think not at all, like not even close. And I used to think that if somebody was a therapist or a licensed mental health professional, that that meant that they were an expert in trauma. I mean, if you like logically, if you think about it, everyone's gone through trauma and everyone has trauma in, you know, in his or her psyche. So why wouldn't a mental, a mental health professional know a lot about trauma? But it's not true. And so it's so important if you've gone through trauma and particularly if you've gone through multiple multiple types of or, cumula or cumulative trauma to mm -hmm. see a therapist who specializes in trauma. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and preferably that they are well-versed. So when I met my therapist, he had just started treating trauma therapy with this spe specific modality. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, you know, having complete recovery, I was on 90 milligrams of Prozac and was, I struggled <laughs> and just, just functioning. And a lot of that rubbed off on Caden. I mean, I had suicide ideation all through my life uh, until I reached that critical point where I had built up enough internal integrity within my my systems my energetic systems emotional mind body spirit that i could hold myself within my own container yeah. mm -hmm. you know there's so much fracturing and uh distortion of self-identity that occurs with complex ptsd yeah and that's why it's really imperative that a therapist understands that that's what's happening yeah absolutely yeah 
Unfortunately, we're running a little low on time, Michelle. I do want to ask you, um, I wanted to ask you a final question, which is that, I mean, you, you've mentioned your therapist. Um, are, is there anyone that you, that you know of? I, I find that people who've gone through epic comebacks and gone through really difficult kind of war, difficult situations and folks who've become warriors sometimes tend to travel in packs. And I'm wondering if there's someone else you know who's gone through something epic and might be a good guest on, on this podcast. I had a hard time with this one because there were so many women <laughs> that I, I know that have done such phenomenal things in their lives to, to come back. My sister would be one of them. You know, we, we've le lived very different lives um, and our obstacles and challenges have been very different. Yet she, I, she's one of my heroes. Um, a good friend that we grew up with, Ginny, or Virginia Van Tassel, as she's called now. And then my good friend, Erica Mallory. She's, wow, the things that she's been through, that she continues to carry are, wow. It's, it's so, her burdens are really intense, and yet her light is super bright. Mm. That's incredible. Well, I will certainly um, be, be pursuing some contact information and hope to be able to invite them on the podcast. Michelle, thank you so much for being my guest today and for sharing your experience in such a, such a generous way with our audience. Um, where can we find you online? How do we find out more about you? Um, you can look me up under Michelle Frank uh, on Facebook. Mm -hmm. I also have my business title, which is Morphing Energetics. I don't have my website up yet, but I am on Facebook through Morphing Energetics as well. Morphing Energetics. Okay, wonderful. Well, everyone, this is Nikki Bruno with Michelle Frank on the Epic Comeback Podcast. For more information and ideas on how to stage an epic comeback in your life after a life-shattering experience, please visit theepiccomeback.com. <laughs>